0: Cause we stronger now, my people's so the time is now all I need is one mic, one mic. That's, all That's all I need all I need All I need is one mic. one mic There's nothing else in the world All I need is one mic, mic. So all a nigga need to do his thing, you know All I need is one mic, one mic. That's, all That's all I need All
1: I need is one life, one try One breath, one man, what I stand for What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua, and welcome to Spoken Word you're Global. Thank you for being here today. Spoken Word is Faith. I was a little shocked this morning when I woke up and I could hear the words of this long Faith in my head, but just the hook. I do I have to? I'm not gonna. Say it. I don't want to run you off already. There's gonna be plenty of things I'm sure that would scare you off. My singing is not what I want. To be the thing that makes you run away. I'm going to scare you with truth. <laughs> like singing. Anyway, thank you for being here. But as I heard the words faith, and it just kept going on and repeat, 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 and it started my quiet time, I started seeing the word faith pop up. I'm like, okay God, is this the word today? Is this the word for spoken word? Because every word I've gotten so far has been separated by a week or so.
0: And Today, very strong faith, and all of a sudden, when I asked for confirmation, I started to see the journey. <sighs> Anyone on a faith journey knows. How much faith it takes. I almost get offended when I think of faith of a mustard seed because God seems so much bigger than that. Like it like I know that the seed grows, but it almost seems like it minimizes the amount of faith that it takes to pursue the very things that God has set out before you, the things, the desires of your heart, once your heart changes and your heart goes from broken and angry and sad. And by the way, these tears are not sadness. It's just, it's it's, it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy to live by faith. But yet, by doing it, you get to see miracles from God every single day. And while I'm not perfect and I never will be, I don't think unless if, you know, I mean, I guess after I die, I may be perfect. I don't know. I don't really know how that works, even though I strive for perfection and I strive to do things in excellence. Um, oh, the one thing that I do know is living by faith. And, um, and so I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about what the Bible says about it. I want to share my own personal experiences of what it's like uh, to live by faith and to truly live by faith only. Um, because I do feel that my wife and I, actually I almost wish she was here for this. I may have to interview her. I want her to talk about the Sabbath, the faith of, what you know, just because it does take faith to want to practice Sabbath or to, Is it practice Sabbath? (laughs) Just to to honor the Sabbath, it takes takes faith. Um, But that seems so minor now because it's such a gift and such a blessing. But so is living by faith. I hear all the time people talk about those moments where they can't find God, can't hear God, can't feel God. And while I I understand what that's like, too, I do believe that... because we've made the choice to just live off of faith and to serve full time. And, and it's such a weird thing to think about. Like we serve full time, but we get to do it in a way that it, well, we get to work in our gifting and we get to use, you know, our intellectual property and the things that we know, and we get to use that to help other people while we serve. And we get to do it in a way that's pleasing to God, I believe, and but we also get to do it in a way that makes our dreams come true. And it's one thing, I think, to pursue, yeah, it takes faith to start a business. It takes faith to go to college and get a degree. It takes, I mean, or, no, it takes discipline and <laughs> a lot of other things, too, that I wouldn't understand, for the record, because I partied in college. Um, but it takes faith. You know, when you do anything bold like that, you—it takes faith when you decide that you're going to go against everything the world says to do and pursue what's in your heart. I shared during the broadcast uh, yesterday. Oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of it. <laughs> Not purpose. Um. Oh my gosh, it does. Does it matter? Oh, judgment. I shared yesterday, and boy, I had a couple of brain farts yesterday. It made me appreciate the fact that it it really does have this amazing thing of humbling me when I brain fart in the middle of uh, speaking from the heart because it reminds me of just how imperfect that I am and how I don't have all the, the pieces that are normally required to do the very thing that it's in my heart to do. But as I shared yesterday... And I prayed. I, I think it was probably, you know, later, uh, maybe 23, 24, maybe a little bit earlier. But I remember like starting to really pray about this, even before I had a relationship with the Lord, that I wanted to make enough money so that all I had to do was serve. Because I didn't every business class I took, every business course I took. And the best one I've ever been a part of, for the record, is Anton Jay's. Uh, master your G spot course. And it's not what you think it is. It's business G spot. And um, it's the most powerful course I've ever taken. But the truth is that I had zero interest in any of it. And yeah, we run a media organization and we run a broadcasting network, uh, which you can find right there on that barcode. You can find information on a nonprofit, all of that stuff you got to understand that we don't really care about business, business. I I mean, there's all of these brilliant salespeople and these masters of sales and and these great business minds and all. And I have so much respect for all of them, but none of it has ever interested me. My dad was a businessman, an entrepreneur, and thank God he was because I got my start in getting to learn what it was like to serve through working with complex disabilities. But anytime anyone ever asked me what I wanted to do with my life, I would tell them, I mean, this is from an early age on because it started, my dream started as a child that I wanted to be a talk show host. I, the people that I loved watching as a youth and even into my adult ages, Don Imus, Oprah, Larry King got to meet, when I got to meet Larry King, it was just the most mind blowing experience of my life. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, that's what I wanted to do. I was loved infomercials. I was a fan of Forbes Riley before I knew who Forbes was. And, you know, like I was drawn to that. That's what I wanted to do. You could ask me. I mean, I remember being on the golf course, talking to sales reps, and they'd be like, what do you want to do? Like, what would you really want to do? And I loved what I did. But anyone asked, wanted to have a talk show. Wanted to travel the world and serve and have a talk show. But then I would follow it up with a, but I'm not going to broadcasting school. I have no desire to do that. There's not enough money in it. I said all those things, but yet my heart's desire was to do this. When I chose to serve the Lord full time, or when I chose to surrender my life to the Lord, after giving my heart to Jesus, my sixth time in jail, I... Didn't know, I, I got arrested right after getting a job, um, after losing my business, making some bad business decisions, where I ended up losing everything. I got this job, and of course, it didn't pay enough to help me not get homeless, but nonetheless, even after going to jail, they decided to, decided to keep me employed. And I'm so grateful for that, because I got to, you know, after coming out of jail, and <laughs> we got to navigate homelessness a little bit easier than most people um, especially cause I, you know, after being in a for very sleeping in a very nice car, I also had, uh, you know, hotel points. I was able to stay in a hotel for a few days. So it wasn't your typical homeless experience. It just, I didn't have a home and didn't know where I was going. And it was a little freaky, but I had this job, but I knew in doing this job that it was not going to pay the bills. It wasn't going to provide, it wasn't going to lead me anywhere that I wanted to go. And my heart was screaming for me to do something else but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to do it. My heart was screaming that, well, now you're gonna start a talk show, but I don't know how. I don't have an agent, I don't have a manager, I don't have any money. How in the world am I gonna start a talk show? How am I gonna ever pursue these things that I can feel you pulling me, Lord? I feel you, Lord, pulling me. Have you ever had that experience? Where you're feeling your heart being pulled in one direction. But you keep saying, yeah, but I got to pay the bills. Yeah, but I want to keep my spouse happy. Yeah, but the kids. Yeah, but the church. Yeah, but my parents live next door. Yeah, but, well, my parents always told me that. What about school? What about college? What? And you just start arguing with what your heart is telling you to do. I mean, it's bad enough, I think, when we argue with that that feeling in our stomach that feels like, don't do that, (laughs) walk away, don't engage, don't snort that, don't drink that, don't smoke that, don't shoot that, that feeling, and you ignore that. Man, every time I've ignored that, that's led to some very awful consequences. Of course, now I know that that's the Holy Spirit, so I pay more attention than I used to, not to say that I don't try to ignore it sometimes, but the same way with, 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 you know, our heart and our hearts leading us to take the step of faith, to do something that makes no sense, to do something you know that is going to set you up for failure, ridicule and mocking. When all the experts are saying, this is how you do things, but yet you go, mm, uh, I'm going to go that way. It takes faith to listen and to go against everything that the world is telling you you should do. It takes faith to talk about Jesus, in all that you do. Even when you're being told that, well, if you quit talking about Jesus so much, if you quit talking about your sex addiction, your chem sex addiction, your drug addiction, all the times you're in jail, if you stop talking about it, you'll be more popular. You'll have more success If you just stop talking about Jesus. But that's what I'm called to do. That's what my heart has said to do. That's what feels right to do. Not feels right in a, you know, that warm, that feeling you get when you bite into a donut. After craving one for a long time? Not the feeling after when you want to throw up, but of course that's after eating 12 of them. That's a whole other thing. I should have faith to put the donut down and just have one, or not eat one at all. Anyway. But do you know what I'm talking about? That feeling of, yeah, I know everyone's doing this, but I feel like I'm supposed to do that. When I first learned, it because I didn't know how to broadcast... Thank God for Facebook Live. It's so ironic that I, you know, started to generate this, this following and getting all of these views on Facebook. And, and like, it was all great. And then I started getting censored and kicked off. And now it's like the loneliest place on earth for me. And then, of course, Twitter, which I had no traction on. Now, all of a sudden, people watch on Twitter. So thank you, Twitter audience. I appreciate you. Appreciate your support, too. But the same with Facebook for the people that are still here. I'm also grateful for all the people that come to our network because ultimately that's what we own and that's what we are using for other people, for ourselves. But it's meant for other people, other truth speakers, other people that want to share their heart for God. For people that we serve in our foundation, that's what it's there for, nothing else. We're not selling slots, we're not doing any of that. That takes faith, by the way. Because running a network is not cheap. It's not cheap. It's so and when you don't have a job <laughs> because God wants me to serve full time or wants you to serve full time, it gets a little crazy sometimes, especially when you're doing things and going, okay, I'm paying for this, but I'm gonna give it away. That takes faith. But you see, I wouldn't be able to do that. We wouldn't, my wife and I would not be able to do that if we hadn't exercised our faith muscle. And it started. Very simply, taking the first step. First step is the hardest one. I heard uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle from Live Church out of Oklahoma City. Of course, they have campuses all over the country. Um, I really believe with all my heart he is a true, amazing man of God. One of the best teachers I've ever heard. Different. I mean, he's for the masses, really, if you ask me. But at the same time, I do believe what he's teaching is true. Um, but you guys can fight about that. That's not, I don't care. But he said something. I remember sitting in service when I was, I think I was just visiting Oklahoma with my parents. And he said, do something every day to stretch your faith. Take one step at a time. Even if you can go like this much more, and I, he didn't say this part, I don't believe, but like, you know how you people talk about taking two steps forward and then one step back or three steps back? If you can make sure that you're on the positive side of your steps forward in faith each day, you will see God work miracles in your life. Obviously, I took some I didn't that wasn't the exact quote, but that's what I took out of it. And that's what is stuck in my brain. To make it a point each day to do something that's stepping into faith, but also stretching my faith and something that aligns with what God created me to do, take one of those steps, not just any old step and stepping into faith of like, how am I going to go step in a snake pit today? The only way stepping in a snake pit would serve my purpose is if I had, I, I worked with snakes. Can't think of any other reason why I would want to step in a snake pit. So the steps need to be Intentional. Anyway, but Facebook Live, because of Facebook Live, I learned how to broadcast because I treated, I started my original show, Morning Gratitude, uh, on my phone, but I treated it like it was a TV show and I did it and then I learned about distribution because I didn't want to be stuck inside Facebook, so I learned about all the different possibilities of distribution Obviously, there's streaming TV, podcast, online radio, radio, regular TV, news sites, you know, Google News, Medium, LinkedIn has an area that you can publish, Dig. I mean, there's so many different sites out there. So I learned distribution. I learned putting pieces of content. I taught myself how to code. I taught myself literally everything that I needed to learn for free to start my own media organization and to broadcast to now three, four years, third, was it four years? No, two years, two years. No, we've two years at the foundation at three years, three years from starting doing Facebook live today, having our own network. But we didn't get our own network overnight. In fact, even getting on a network to broadcast took some (laughs) steps in faith and took some failure and stuff like that. And the reason why faith is such a, a muscle you have to exercise is that if it's not exercised when you fail on that first step or your first try at something, you fail, if your faith in what if the faith you have in what you're doing is not strong enough, you'll quit. And I believe now, and I don't know if I knew this at the time, but the reason why our faith gets to be challenged and should be challenged and you should be willing to let your faith be challenged is simply because it shows God that you are serious and you are committed. But see, your the faith That you have to pursue your purpose is one thing, because in some way you get to see the the fruit of your boldness, of your steps in faith. You can see it when you're pursuing a career, you're pursuing, you know, running a business or going after your dreams. But what about faith in something you can't see? Because you see, I can't even recognize any of that other stuff being possible without my blind faith, initially it was blind, faith in the Lord. Faith in the Lord and his promises, faith in the Lord and his purpose for why he created me, faith to know that those dreams and visions I were getting were God showing me what is possible Not to mock me, not to tease me, but to show me this is the life I have for you, Joshua. Has he done the same for you? Have you ever had those downloads, dreams in your sleep, daydreams, or visions come to you and showing you a life that makes you all excited inside? Excited inside? Have you experienced that? To me, that is the Lord going, This is what I have for you. This is yours. This is the life that I created you for. You get to do all the things that you've dreamed of. And I'm going to use you in a big, powerful way. Just trust me. Just have faith. And that's not easy to do. Sometimes I wonder if the church makes it more difficult for us to have faith because what's around it is a lot of judgment, a lot of rules, a lot of hypocrisy. And this is the world, too. But I think the church has gone to the ways of this world a little bit. Not knocking it at all. But I think with all my heart, I believe this. And I believe that church church is like, to me, church is like getting to go to the football game. To where you get to rally around with the people that are fans of your team, which would be Team Jesus in this case. And you go and you have a celebration. You learn more from the message. But ultimately, it's like got to go into a sporting event. But the real work, the real faith building exercises happen when you're alone with God. Some people go to a closet. Some people go sit under a tree. Some people sweat, do it in a sweat box or a sweat lodge. Some people do it in their chair, and their bed, anywhere. But the faith building, I believe, happens when you're alone with God. So we're going to get into what the Bible says about faith. And boy, I wish I had George Michael's faith going on, except the lyrics are not exactly cohesive with, this may be a different kind of ministry, but I'm stretching it with the Nas intro video, one mic, but I like what it says. With faith, I'm like, I don't know if I can even justify this one. But we're going to get into what the Bible says about it, and, uh, and I can tell you that, like I said on all the other episodes, I'm not a biblical scholar. I literally pull the word. What does the Bible say about that word? And then I talk about it. The context of the whole verse is not going to be included in this. Maybe it should be, but this is how I'm led to do this. And it may not align with everybody. That's okay. There's a million other things that you could watch. Um, But the people I'm talking to, I mean, I know some biblical scholars watch, and thank you. I love it when I am corrected lovingly, corrected lovingly. But this really is for people that don't believe or are new to the faith or are on a faith journey themselves, and they're just trying to figure it all out. They're They're like me, and they have more questions than answers. And I think if anyone's being honest and integrity, no matter how long you've walked with the Lord, I think it's safe to say that we should all have more questions than answers. Because after all, if we had all the answers, how much faith would we need? But the bigger our faith coincides with, well, how big's your God? And I can tell you from my own personal experience that my God has some big freaking muscles and, uh and uh he's a he, he's a big god because if he can take my life a life of the life I lived of evil of destruction of anger of rage of addiction of brokenness and give me a family and give me the opportunity to pursue my dreams I promise you he will do the same for you if you let him but you got to get out of the way and let God be God for you. And then you just get to actually walk it out. You get to walk out your faith. And I'm not, I'm listen, you're not climbing Mount Everest day one. It doesn't work that way. You don't want it to work that way. What happens to every single lotto winner? I promise. I don't play the lottery, but if I ever, someone goes, here's a lottery ticket. And it won. I would give away 95% of it. Because I know what coming into money like that that I didn't earn is like, and mind you, I would be a better steward of it now than I than, I, than when I than when I was younger. But even so, I would give it away. All right, let's get into this, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much uh, for the word faith today. I love this message. I love, <laughs> I love it because I know that in faith and walking in faith is where I get to feel you most. And it's never lonely when you're around. It's never lonely when you're present. When I can feel you and when you're nudging me one way or the other, even when you're correcting me in my wrong. I know it's from love, and I know it's for my betterment, to make me better. So, Lord, I pray that you use me today to inspire others to have a bold faith in you and the purpose that you created them for. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. In Jesus' name. All right. Matthew twenty one twenty two, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Hmm. You know, this is a verse I think that gets misused a lot, but yet at the same time, it's also so simple, it gets complex, yet it's still pretty simple. The way I understand this, I don't even want to get into manifesting. But you know, when I, re- I the thing is, is that when I went out back before Jesus, and I had faith that I was going to score drugs, or I had faith that I was going to, you know, stir up some kind of crazy sexual debauchery. I was able to create it because that was my heart's desire. Of course, all of it led to pain and suffering, and it makes me think of the faith that we put in. I mean, I'm I'm putting my faith in people I don't know to score drugs, or even if I knew the drug dealer that. I'm, putting my faith in this drug dealer to make sure that I'm not getting something that's going to kill me, but is going to let me be euphoric and high and act like a maniac. And, and then I'm putting my faith in all the people that I'm having sex with, that they're not going to give me even more disease and or at, even before I knew that I had HIV, that, you know, I'm putting my faith in man. Where does that lead? That is an extreme example. But all the time, we put our faith in man's creation. Put our faith in technology. And the technology is awesome. But you know what? It's dangerous too. Way dangerous. We put our faith in the flag. Whatever flag, we have an audience from all over the world, but we've all been indoctrined, we've all been indoctrined to propaganda from school on, grade school on. We salute flags as if it's the model of perfection and our loyalty is to the flag. We put our faith in our healthcare workers, our doctors, and our medicine, and our big pharma. We put our faith in them while also simultaneously ignoring all the reasons why we shouldn't. Man is corruptible. This is not new. Man has a price for the most part. But what about the person that paid the ultimate price for all of us? The perfect one. Why is it so hard to put our our faith in someone perfect, but it's easy to put our faith in man? Is it because we can see? But if we can see them, we should be able to see the rest of the reasons why we shouldn't trust them. So are we really seeing? And I know that there's a lot of people that don't believe that Jesus ever existed. Well, it's factual that he did. It's factual that this man Jesus performed miracles. It's factual that this man claimed to be savior. No one else did that. Well, David Koresh probably. Um, no other god or deity ever claimed that to my knowledge <laughs> but then again you know knowledge is what what is knowledge now I'd rather really have wisdom because my god our knowledge comes from man and well man can have an agenda Rockefeller Foundation prime example have fun reading that but it's documented that Jesus walked the earth, performed miracles, died on a cross. And there's witness accounts to his resurrection. But let's just say that the resurrection part wasn't real. Because no one else really on earth has ever claimed to be perfect to my knowledge and I actually mean it. I would rather put my faith and follow, even if it was Fictional. I would rather put my faith in a fictional character that was perfect, that his teachings brought life and love, and his teachings brought deliverance, and his teachings, I've already said freedom, but I want to emphasize freedom, not rules, but freedom. I would rather put my faith in that, even if it was a fictional character, We pretend to be superheroes as kids. Some adults still do. Also, we pretend to be like them. But isn't the ultimate superhero a man that taught us to love? That taught us to perform miracles? that taught us to do works even greater than he? I'd rather put my faith in that. Hebrews eleven sixteen, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God... Let me start over. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I dare you to try it. I dare you. I triple dog dare you. I double dog, triple dog, quadruple dog dare you to try putting your faith in God. Pick a weekend. Choose this weekend. It's like, you know what? I've not really put my faith in anything but, man, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the WHO, the government, the military, QAnon, General Flynn, Donald Trump. I put my faith in them, but so far, I'm still waiting. Uh, I've got a plethora of popcorn that hasn't been eaten because there's no reason to eat it yet. There's no reason to eat the popcorn. Hold the line. So how about this? While you're waiting to eat your popcorn, why don't you try for one day to say, okay, God, I surrender this day to you. You lead me, you guide me, I will do what you show me to do. And by the way, if God shows you or tells you or prompts you, and you don't really know it's God, ask. God will always confirm. It'll happen through someone else. It could happen through a song. You'll feel it in your spirit. You'll know. You'll hear it. You will know. God will confirm. He will not leave you hanging. And if he's got something for you to do, he's going to tell you. And he will confirm. And if he didn't confirm right away, well, guess what? Then don't do that yet until it confirms. Because sometimes you get a word and you're meant to wait. Sometimes you get a vision. It doesn't mean you do it right then. I married somebody I didn't know doing that. That's a crazy story. It's online. I mean, you got to wait for confirmation. And I've learned the hard way on that. But you won't confirm. But just one day, try it. Let God show you who God is. Double dog dare. I love this one. Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Lots of different versions of this verse, but I love this one. Hearing, you can hear in your spirit. You can hear it through someone else. You can hear it through His word. I love to listen to the word of God before I actually read it, because it wakes up my brain. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen, Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Do you know, my very first vision, my, there's two really close together, because I saw the Terminator, <laughs> and I got a vision then, and then I got a vision also of me serving, like in this village setting, me serving. And then you could see the flashes of speaking on a stage, and I can picture to the stage like in detail of what it looks like. It's one of those old theaters that has the side, the side panels that people watch. It's like the viewing box, I think, for the rich people. And then you have the multiple floors, and you've that audience. It's like one of those old school theaters, like where you would perform ballet or, um, I guess, a recital of some sort. But I'm speaking in front i got one of those old-timey microphones. I could see it clear as day. The suit I'm wearing, the audience. I've seen that since I was seven. Traveling the world, serving, serving in villages, teaching. I remember teaching. As I got older, the visions became more detailed, more specific, but it didn't make sense. I'm like, I'm not doing anything that deserves to talk about. But I wanted it. Then started envisioning talk shows and media and all of that other stuff. I'm like, but I don't know how to do any of this. How am I gonna do How am I gonna learn? I'm not going to broadcasting school, so how in the world is it gonna happen? I don't know anything about lighting, I don't know anything about production, I don't know anything about anything. I'm self-taught. But along with the Holy Spirit's guidance and just trusting him to lead me the right way, and let me tell you something. When you do take this act, this step of faith, and you trust the Holy Spirit to lead you, you're going to do some crazy, crazy things. Crazy. Like it won't even make sense. You're going to go, yeah, but I'm unqualified. I don't have the knowledge for this. I don't know how. Again, to set up lighting. I mean, why do you think I've had so many problems with my green screens? And if you've watched, if you go watch the original Gratitude Unfiltered or the Morning Gratitudes and all that stuff, it's very just like I'm doing my best. Doing best with what I had. I didn't have the money to buy fancy cameras. Still don't. I don't have the money for fancy microphones. Still don't. But I did it anyway. Anyway. I remember just to be able to get my laptop like with get the camera because originally, you know, most of the I think you guys will remember this, most of the Facebook lives were like people looking down at you or people looking up. Like everything was way off. And I I mean I had to, my laptop, but I didn't have a stand, I didn't have anything. And I was taking milk crates. And uh it was like actually it's kind of funny. So Oh, my camera's not following me anymore. Okay. So, right now, my microphone is standing on top of this. And (laughs) just set it here. It's it's standing over that. But I mean, like, I've used everything possible. We built this studio because obviously we want to make it look different. We want it to be visually appealing. But, like, we didn't have the money for giant screens. So, we went, or even going to buy green screen fabric at Walmart could be expensive so we're hitting up thrift stores and everything else under the sun just to piece things together to try to create the best production possible and do you know how many times I just I remember my very first episodes like I can't wait to have a studio I can't wait we're going to have it it's going to have all the things going to do it it's going to be TV quality it's going to be professional it's going to be all the things And you know what? Still not where I want to be. But dadgummit, when I think back at what God has done over the last few years. He has reminded me, and it's time, and you know this. If you are on the path to your purpose, you know how and you're doing the faith walk, and you're taking bold leaps of faith, and you're like, okay, God, it's just me and you, because everyone else thinks I'm nuts, so I'm just gonna do what you tell me to do. And it's hard not to say, screw everybody else. It's hard. Can you relate? Can you relate to know to 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 going to doing your thing and doing what God's telling you to do, and then all around you, you feel it, you see it. People think you're crazy. People think you're nuts. What are you doing? This is how you're supposed to do it. But you feel that you're supposed to do it a different way, even though it makes zero sense. Yeah, I've walked that. I've been doing it for the last few years. And let me tell you, it's scary. It's crazy. But you know what? God always reminds you that you're on the right path. Because one, you see it with your fruit. You see it with the people that come into your life. You see it in your own confidence, your own identity and knowing who you are. Because I'll tell you one thing, without this faith journey, I would never know my identity, ever. I don't think it's possible that I would ever have healed as much as I have from disassociative identity disorder D-I-D, multiple personality, I'm not saying the other word. I already said disorder, so I guess I can say it. I've healed so much from it. I've healed so much from it that when I have switched, I've done broadcasts, most people didn't notice. People used to notice all the time when I switched because it was obvious that it wasn't me talking. But God always reminded me. I would not have healed this much without faith, The faith to say, you know what? Okay, I'm addicted to relationships and sex and drugs. So relationships are triggering my desire for, well, that sex is not fun enough. So now I'm going to go cheat on you and do drugs and have sex with all these other people to try to make up for the fact that I don't want to be in this relationship. But the only reason I chose to be in this relationship is because I was lonely. And I was insecure. And I felt that I needed somebody else. Can you relate? Have you ever just chosen a relationship? Just cause you were lonely? Ah, he'll do. She'll do. She's only checked off three of my ten boxes, but you know what? The sex is great. Crazy people's sex is like the drug in itself. Because you know, crazy people get crazy. And when you're looking for crazy, but I'll tell you one thing. Knowing what I know now. I thank God every day that I decided to take a year off of dating, of, of everything, basically stayed in isolation for a year so I could learn to be alone and learn to trust myself. Did I slip? Yeah, I slipped once. Absolutely in that year I did. But because of God's grace, God's forgiveness, was able to work on that. And because I took that year off, that act of faith that I was going to trust God. And not my own desires and urges. Now I have the woman of my dreams. I have the family of my dreams. Because the thing is, is even when I was a junkie, even though when I was just trying to have sex with everybody else, even though when I was cheating on wives and girlfriends and all that other stuff, I really wanted a family. None of my exes would ever believe that. Even when I told them, I don't think they believed it because my actions said otherwise. But in my heart, that was covered up with a lot of black crap. I wanted a family. And God, because of my step in faith, rewarded me with that. Hebrews, let's see now... uh, well, I'm going to say now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Can't see it here, but I think your dreams and visions, I don't think it's talking about in your dreams and visions, but I could sure as heck see it in my dreams and visions. Could see all the things that I wanted, but I had to become who God created me to be to get it. And how I became the man that God created me to be, I mean, almost, I'm not all the way there, but how I got there was obedience. Part of obedience? taking steps in faith and trusting God and stepping into the blind, stepping into the void, being willing to be isolated, being willing to be alone, being willing to go against the grain. I'm going to be honest with you. So before I gave my life to the Lord, I wanted to join the Illuminati. I wanted to be a Mason. I wanted to do all the things. Why? Because I was lonely and I needed to be around other people. And also I had no problem doing evil. I had no problem doing any of that stuff, but I wanted a brotherhood to do it with. Even when I was a junkie, I wanted people to be a junkie with. Absolutely. I don't want to be alone. But because of Jesus, because of my relationship with God, being alone is much, much easier. And... Frankly, I get to choose who's in my life now and that's a lot better because I can choose quality people and I can create boundaries to keep other people out. It's all faith. Mark eleven twenty two to 24. And Jesus answered them, hey, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So there is a sentence or two taken out of this verse. Or the verse is to continue, and it's supposed to say, You got like your heart, your heart, <laughs> your heart your mind, your energy, like it's all got to be in sequence of you believe it, you're passionate about it, it's a strong desire of your heart, it moves you emotionally, but you believe it without fail. And to act as if you've already received it, to walk it out like you've already seen it, I wear a suit with my other broadcast because my dream is to host the Oscars. I don't even really watch movies, but I want to host the Oscars really bad. Cuz it's the toughest room in all rooms. And as an MC, that's the room. <laughs> like you win that crowd over, you've done something, and that's a personal goal. I'll still talk about Jesus, don't worry. Promise you that. But the other thing I want to do it's been a dream of mine for, since I first started, was to have a traveling Tonight Show, have my own version of the Tonight Show, and travel the world doing it. That is a lifelong passion of mine, lifelong dream. At the conversation with Joshua T. Berglund, you know, I mean, we changed the name, I don't even care. <laughs> None of that, the name doesn't even matter. I've changed names of shows so much and started new things because what the heck, I get to. Why not? I'm a creator, get to do whatever I wanna do. And we have the outlet to do it on. Praise God for that. Pray, Thank God for you because your support allows us to do that, allows us to give our network to other people. Thank you for that. But I can't, I'm not famous. I'm not popular. In fact, if anything, I'm way less popular now Than I was when I first started, when I was just a mumbling, bumbling mess and struggling and falling apart and relapsing and doing all the crap. I was way more popular in my brokenness than I am in my confidence. I flex a little bit about what Jesus has done for me, and why wouldn't I? I didn't do it. I'm flexing for Jesus. Why? Why would I not? I'm not boasting. He did it. He's done it all for me. And because of that, and censors and other things, you know, I'm less popular now. But you know what? The people that are here, the people that have hung on, the new people that have come and have started supporting the show across all the platforms. I mean, even outside of our network. Thank you. I'm not trying to be popular. I knew the message that I had wasn't popular. I knew the devil inside me, the movie that Jessica and I made, the book that we wrote, I didn't expect it to be popular right away. But I do believe that God's still going to use our book and God's still gonna, we're going to get to make our movie like a real movie. I believe that's going to happen. It's been over a year since we wrote the book. Yeah, hit bestseller in four countries, but I mean, you know, that didn't really mean much. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to travel and give my testimony to people that would relate to it. I don't expect people to, the, the masses to relate to my story. Don't. But you know what? I know a lot of people that are suffering in silence. And I, I I know how miserable that is. And I don't want that. But see, I wouldn't even have that opportunity. If, if I wasn't... If I didn't trust God when he came to me after my meth relapse and said, you don't get the luxury of keeping secrets. You're going to share everything. You're going to quit doing morning gratitude You're going to do gratitude unfiltered, and you're going to put a spotlight on your shadow world. You're going to tell all of your sin. could never have written the devil inside me the way it was written if it wasn't for God keeping his word. I mean, he told me what to do. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. And because I did it, he's blessed us immensely. And I don't fear consequences. I don't fear backlash. I don't fear people hating me. You can call me an abuser. Because I was. You can call me a cheater. Because I was. You can call me AIDS dick. Pardon the term, but I've been called that a few times. And guess what? That's okay. Because I have HIV. And whatever. You can call me a junkie. That's okay. Because I was. You can't call me anything that's going to hurt me. Why? Because most of it was true. It's just not now. And all people do is remind me of my past when they say those things. But you got to understand. I know what my fruit is. And just because I don't have everything I've ever wanted yet doesn't mean I'm not living my best life. And I'm not saying that to to be cocky. I'm just saying it because it's true. But that's all God. That's all walking in faith. And God has the same thing for you. I'm not saying this because it's about me. I'm saying this to encourage you to quit hanging on to the things of this world and just trust God. I canceled the I had to cancel a guest yesterday. I didn't have to. I didn't have to. But I had to. You know why? Because I as much as I'm fascinated about skyscrapers and all that other stuff, talking about a wealth formula and a success plan right now to me seems disingenuous. When I know that the thing to do right now is to be all in on God and his plan for our lives. And it ain't about skyscrapers because we're not supposed to be in cities right now. The cities are going to get destroyed. And, and without going down a conspiracy wormhole, how do you think they're going to bring in the fourth industrial revolution? What do you think the great reset is? To bring in, to develop smart cities, they've got to remove everything and everyone in downtown, basically. They've got to destroy it to rebuild. Look up smart cities. This is not conspiracy. This is actually happening in real time. It all connects. 5G, smart cities, Agenda 22, the fourth industrial revolution, the great reset, COVID, all of it. All of it connects. Anyway, so now the point is, while everyone is putting their faith in NFTs oh god, in Bitcoin and all that other stuff, oh my gosh, you might as well give me all your money. It's a better investment because I'm telling you, if you put your savings in Bitcoin, you're going to regret it. And I know it rebounded a little bit, but I'm telling you, it's going to crash all of it. There's going to be a one-world currency, and guess what? Bitcoin ain't it. Anyway, it takes faith to defy what the world is doing. They're putting their money in Ponzi schemes right now. It's not real. The U.S. economy is not real. The stock market is not real. None of it. Store up all the treasures you want on Earth. You're not keeping it, and it's not going with you. And by the way, the crash is coming sooner than you think. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the dadgum truth. Don't believe me. It's in the Bible. But you don't even, let's just say you don't read the Bible. Guess what? The evidence is all around you. The evidence is everywhere. This is happening. So you're going to put your faith in what man created or do you want to put faith in the creator of everything, the one that created you for a purpose, the one that wants you to serve him and his people, the one that wants you to use your gifts to bless others. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God, a gift of God, not a result of works so that you may boast. I didn't save me. A personal development book didn't save me. Let me tell you something. Code of the Extraordinary Mind, to me, other than the Bible, is the greatest book ever written. Love Code of the Extraordinary Mind, even though it mocks religion. Of course, I mock religion, too. I don't think he's vision's a big Jesus guy, but nonetheless, to me, it's the best book ever written besides the Bible. The full Bible, by the way, the one that includes one Enoch and probably some of the other ones. But I didn't save me. I didn't save myself. And, but all I had to do, I mean, again, when I was in jail, I thought I was going to be there for five years. This is not why I gave my life to the Lord, by the way. But the chain of events that happened, I just so happened to be in jail. When I find that, when I woke up and I could, I knew there was no running this time. And the, the weight, because I knew every other time I was in jail, I was getting out. I knew that I could do what was necessary to write the course, right? Of course, it never really lasted that long, but in my mind, that's what I was telling myself. But when I did give my life to the Lord, it was simply, I'm done running. Obviously, you've got me now where I'm not escaping this. You've got me now where I'm not running away. I can't go anywhere. So gosh, okay, God, why won't you fix me? Why won't you change me like you've changed everybody else? So annoying when you hear you're sitting in church and you're like, I was just radically delivered from my sin. I was radically changed overnight. Every time I tried to change, it didn't happen. Why won't you fix me? I opened the door (laughs) for God to communicate in a way. That uh, Not only was I not running, I had nothing to do but listen. And he wrecked me. The faith to surrender. Couldn't see God. But boy, when I surrendered, take my life. My life is no longer my own. I felt them. Felt him so much. There was no there was no return for me. So even behind bars, Lord, I'll serve you. I'll serve you. I had no idea he was letting me out five days later. Which by the way, that was a lot scarier than serving God behind bars. I had to go to LA. <laughs> the real world. It was faith. Faith to open the Bible and read it and go, talk to me, Holy Spirit. Talk to me, God. Show me. Show me what this means. Apply apply this to me. Like how can I use this? How? What can I learn from this? I'm either schizophrenic or I'm tripping acid or well, the Holy Spirit is definitely real and he's definitely guiding me and definitely teaching me how to be who I was created to be. I know it's the latter because I haven't done acid in a long time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You know, this is going to go against uh, a lot of people's beliefs, but God will use anybody he chooses, uh, including a drag queen. Uh, But God will use believers no matter where they're at, if they're willing. God will use you in a bar, and I'm not encouraging you to go out and get wasted. God will use you at the cannabis store, the tobacco store, the grocery store. Gymnastics, the gym, God will use you. God will use others to teach you, to challenge you. Our own understanding is basically the things that we've been taught and told that are to be true. But to trust the spirit inside you and to be obedient to that spirit. And to be obedient to the call and to be obedient to the word of God that you read, it takes faith. Especially in a world where having faith is not really the coolest, most chic thing to do. Just look at the world. Because you know what? Most of the world is living in fear. but I don't believe that you can have faith and fear. They don't exist in the same breath. They don't exist in the same space. If you wanna get on a vibrational level, fear is basically the butthole of all emotions. Faith is, <laughs> it's glory. It's righteous, it's, it's amazing. I just said the butthole of emotions. okay uh for nothing is impossible with god luke 137 i'm looking for a good one to end for by grace you have been saved through faith and it is not by your own doing it's a gift from god it really is a gift and, and you know in the paradox of life this is one of the most amazing things to me life is such a paradox like to live you have to die right but Aren't the toughest gifts to receive? Like, it's tough for some people to receive gifts. Like, they have no problem giving, but to receive? It can be tough. Like, how many of you struggle getting a compliment? Compliment's free. How, how? Or when someone gives you a gift, or they just, like, they slip you some money because, what for whatever reason, they felt led to, and it makes you Uncomfortable. Someone buys you a gift. You're like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Makes you uncomfortable. And as much as we are more blessed to give than receive, we have to learn how to receive too. And it's really hard to wrap your head around the fact that salvation, freedom, life, love, joy, purpose, destiny, faith. It's all free. And here's the other thing, too, is when we are. Operating in that faith and that boldness and that obedience and we're walking that line. Yeah, sure, there's going to be moments where we feel like we lost. It is an ego death for me. Every time I go, look, going from used to have 100, 300,000 views on some of my broadcasts, thousands on my regular page, and now it's like 50. Like that, by it, and I'm—I got to be honest with you. Like I have to keep checking my ego about this, and and it makes me question my faith. Sometimes it makes me doubt that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Sometimes, and then I want to quit. Sometimes, because what am I doing this for? If I'm back, if I'm going backwards. And I'm really not, because the truth is our numbers are great on our network. But I mean, everywhere else, because of censorship and everything else, it's been falling off. And I also know that other people I've made very uncomfortable with what I've said about the jab, what I've said about boosters, and a lot of the comments I make make people uncomfortable. So, I mean, I know that that's part of it, too. But I have to talk to God all the time about this going, am I doing what you've asked me to do? I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, I see the fruit. I see these blessings that are coming out of nowhere, and wow. But I keep attaching my brain to what earthly success looks like. And I know some people have issue with T.D. Jakes. Well, I don't really know anything negative about him, except I mean, I've heard rumors. But I will say this. God uses everybody, because even if he is what people say he is, the fact is this. Without T.D. Jakes, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. Because if I didn't hear the words, the blessing is in the breaking, I probably would have quit. If I didn't hear to focus on the things I do have and not what I don't, I probably would have never done a talk show because I didn't have all the things that I thought that I needed to do it. God uses the unqualified, remember? I'm not qualified, I'm self-taught. I'm piecing things together. I don't have a team. My wife, well, I mean, honey, you're the best teammate ever. To do what we're supposed to do, we need a much bigger team. But that hasn't stopped God from working and doing it anyway. That hasn't stopped our fruit from getting bigger and more bountiful and be more beautiful and more fresh and more ripe. So when I pay attention to that, I'm like, oh, okay, God and I are cool. I am doing what I was created to do. But when I start to look over here and I see what the world is doing and I see these con artists being super successful and getting, you know, having followers and teams and traveling the world and doing all the things that I want to do. And I know that my heart is in it more than theirs. And I'm not saying this is about everybody, for the record. But there's some I do know. I know some people that are claiming Jesus, that are doing tours all over the country, making millions of dollars, and they are part of the deception. I know for a fact. It makes me sick. It makes me angry sometimes. And then I want to go, why? Why, God? Why them? Why not me? I'm ready for it all. I'm ready to see everything I've dreamed of come. Right now. I'm ready now. Do you know what the truth is? God has... Brought me along slowly to develop me, to make me stronger, to to heal areas of my life that I didn't even know needed to be healed. Because you know something? I realized um, after interviewing some different people and I got a lot of hate for it, I have some thickening of my skin to do. Because I had a hard time receiving a lot of criticism at one time for my choices. I wasn't ready for all that. I wasn't, I am now, but I wasn't. I think about the times when I was brokering oil deals and gas deals and I was like, had this deal that was gonna pay so much money, like millions a week, right there, finish line fell apart, raising millions for a movie, not getting paid for it. And I keep thinking all the time, if I would have been given that money, at that time in my life, I'd be dead because I wasn't ready. So what I've learned is it also takes faith to wait, to be patient, to trust God, and not self. Man, I can do all things through I can do all things through him. Who strengthens me? That's the truth. Uh, Philippians four thirteen. Now faith is assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. For it, for by it the people of old received the condemnation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith. Abel offered God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. I mean, I always think about that sacrifice. Was it Noah? I may be getting remote now. Noah or Moses. I forget, no. Willing to sacrifice his son because God told him to. Such a scary, extreme example. But it's also about right. Because sometimes the sacrifice that God wants you to make. Out of as an act of obedience, feels like death, but really, it's just bringing you life. Every sacrifice I've made has done nothing but give me life. And there's a million verses on this, and I could go on and on and on, and I and I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to be respectful of time, and I appreciate you being here and listening. Um, I, I care about this subject. Because I know in every fiber of my being that without faith and the willingness to exercise the faith and to put my faith in him each and every day to handle every problem, every worry. And here's the thing. It gets addicted to go, Okay, God, I'm not equipped for this. I surrender it to you. I don't know how, I, how I'm supposed to handle this. I surrender this to you. When I fight with my wife, we don't fight a lot, but when we fight, it feels like death to both of us. I think she would tell you that too. <clears throat> it takes faith to surrender the relationship every time. But it's now become a habit. You will get to a place like I'm going to. Yeah, this is how I'm going to end. You're going to get to a place where you start your journey and it's not always right away as you're walking down your path and you're cruising along. And, you know, it's not right away that you go do do boop giant. Oh, crap. It's usually right when you feel like you are about to take off like Superman and take off that the big giant goes, boom. Shoot, where'd you come from? Oh, man. And at first, when I pumped up against that giant and just like hit it, I just kept hitting it. Crap. It took me a couple times to realize this is something in my life that I need to face. This is my Goliath. When I finally got it through my thick head that I can go around, but when I get back around, I'm facing the giant again. I'm going to keep seeing this giant no matter if I run backwards, if I run sideways. Even if I try to jump over it, it's just going to go back there. So i got to face it. How do I face it? God, I surrender this giant to you. I am not equipped to take this on. Show me what to do. Teach me. Guide me. Show me what I'm supposed to learn from this. How am I to conquer this? And this could be addiction. It could be lust. It could be anything. But through God and his power, whatever it is, he then equips us in that moment to go, boom, see you, giant. That giant is dead. You are bigger than that giant. Get a little further down the journey. New giant. My case was, I mean, I had to go through the process, chem sex addiction, uh, lust, just sex in general, lying. But then, you know, I healed those areas of my life. New giant. You know what that was? Relationships. Because it's one thing to do the work on yourself where you can function and you can live in this little bubble and you can protect yourself and like, well, I don't want to deal with that person, so I'm going gonna, gonna to go over here now. But when you're married, you're in a relationship, there's children involved. (laughs) I mean, you can run, but that's not going to be real good for your relationship. If you have relationship insecurities like I had, because I'd never been a good boyfriend, I'd never been a good husband, never been good at anything when it came to other people. Selfish, narcissistic, a jerk, I mean, all the things. Cared more about my own desires. So I got to face a new giant learning how to be a good boyfriend, learning how to be a good husband, learning how to be a good father. And there's other giants. Then there's giants that come that challenge your relationship. There's giant, but it's always there. But here's what I'm getting at. In Christ, you are victorious. It may not happen the first time, you may have to go do a training session. You know, you may have to add a left hook or something. That's my left hand. Okay, uh, a left hook, left up cut, right up cut, whatever. Drop kick, DDT. You know, sumo splash. Whatever your move is, you may have to learn it. You may have to get some extra things in your tool bag. You know, the elbow drop off the top rope doesn't work all the time. People get up from it. Giants get up from it. You may have to learn some new tricks, come back, face that giant. But in Christ, the outcome is guaranteed, and that is victory. All the evils of the world, it's just part of the show. I mean, it's evil, but it's part of the show. Because remember, you're acting in faith. You know, while all this is going on forced jabs, forced boosters, you know, social credit scoring. All that stuff. You can't work unless if you do this. Can't go to the football game unless if it. It takes faith to know. Yeah, I'm not going to get caught up in all that. I'm just going to serve God. I'm just going to do what God tells me to do. And you know what? If I can't get a job, well, God wants me to serve him anyway. I have natural immunity because that is how perfect my God is that he's going to let my body heal itself. I'm not doing that. If I get cut off from the world supply. Is it really that bad? Is it really that bad that all of these food, food manufacturing plants are burning? Think about it. Have you seen what's in the food? What if. It actually turned out to be a blessing because we were forced to grow our own food. What if that was the case? The outcome is guaranteed in Christ, and that is a victory. I don't believe for a second you can do it without him. How long did I oh my gosh, an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, I should stop now. I think you get the point. But faith is something I love talking about because it's the most rewarding, most special gift. Once you know it and you can exercise it and it becomes addicting just to go, okay, I'm jumping, no parachute, God, me and you. You get there. It's scary at first, but you get there. You get to to this place where every challenge is a blessing, because you're getting to learn from it. God's teaching you something. Perceived problems are actually blessings. Anyway, thank you for watching. God bless you. And listen, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, I know AA uses that message but I don't believe that AA is bringing you to Jesus. And um, I'm telling you, the life that you were created to live is so much better than anything you've ever dreamed of because even the things that you dream of or God showing you what's possible, but, 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 what he has for you is even better than that. And it's amazing. God bless you. Work out your faith.
1: It's worth it.